0: Hello everyone, this is uh, Alberto Ferro, your host at uh, Where is the Music Podcast. As you're getting ready for a new musical investigation, preparing your ears and imagination for another journey in the world of music, I would like to remind you that Where is the Music Podcast has no sponsor. It relies entirely on donations from listeners like yourself. You can find a link to my website, albertoferro.com, and to my Patreon account in the episode description. If you like what I do and would like me to continue doing it, I encourage you to become a supporter of the podcast, which publishes an episode every week. Thank you for listening. And now let's find out where is the music. Hello everyone, today I'm gonna about musical symbolism and I'm gonna uh, talk about it perhaps introducing more historical context and uh, perhaps even slightly philosophical not too much I promise um, so uh, let's make a let's try at least to make a initial distinction between uh, symbolism and uh, impressionism you will see very soon why impressionism uh, is important in today's conversation. So there is a basic fact about appreciating visual art. Uh, every time we recognize an image being represented in a painting, we need to acknowledge that it is not seeing the image that triggers our enjoyment or the appreciation uh, of the painting. But it is the way in which that image is being represented beyond the features of that subject portrayed that is telling us something more about that subject something that might not be visible in normal life something that requires the perspective of an artist to emerge so with music we need to understand that the process by which we intuitively perceive that something is being represented like uh, color, light, movement or things like water, fire or emotions like joy or anger whatever we think it is being represented musically is coming through an extra step of our imagination which is eventually something uh, very personal and individual so the composer presents us with uh, sounds those sounds are perceived reorganized made sense of in our imagination and our imagination comes up with models images forms shapes colors movements emotions ideas sound represent things because our own individual creativity reacts to sound it is us who are capable somehow to link sounds to other non-sound things for example sometimes the piano sounds like water the voice of a singer sounds like an angel or a minor chord sounds like sadness this is rather different than seeing something being represented directly on the canvas. To hear something being represented in music requires an extra step of imagination. In other words, music cannot really represent anything. It is us who might be more or less inclined to give visual representation of what we hear so I'm bringing this up uh, because something happened roughly 120 or 130 years ago in the history of music and we know that impressionism came along in visual arts particularly in paintings and and if we are to find parallel music uh, we naturally think of the music of uh, Debussy or Ravel at least this is what they teach in schools impressionism has been described as the way of an artist to portray a subject by just giving a quick impression of it suggesting that the truth and beauty that we catch in a moment might be more powerful, more meaningful than the one that we grasp through detailed, sophisticated analysis which was perhaps the preferred approach in that moment of history remember we are now in the 1800s so the culture is filled with scientific discoveries the enlightenment has brought to the broader culture a deeper appreciation for the potential of human intelligence it has developed values of rationality as a way to deal with reality numbers The number of universities is growing and they are becoming more open to the public. All fields of knowledge are entering the encyclopedia. So there is a growing trust in the power of rationality. With impressionism we have this appealing suggestion that phenomena like color, light, movement, things that are very hard to study, to put in a form or fix on a canvas. Thanks to impressionism we have a sense now that these things carry as much if not more meaning than the careful depiction and a precise accurate representation. To me this is perhaps the most significant aspect of impressionism. it has never been very clear to me how impressionism in visual arts would translate in music and the natural connection with the music of Debussy made sense only for certain aspects but not for others for example it is true that the classical harmony and the classical melody are somehow being transformed it is hard to find so-called, you know, classically Uh, melodies in Debussy and the so-called functional harmony which is the way chords have been used in the past 200 years to give a sense of trajectory tension and release in in, in music well all of this in Debussy is, is gone but how can a musician give an impression of a subject if as we were mentioning earlier that subject only appears in the listener's imagination we were saying earlier that music cannot represent things so how can a musician give just an impression of the thing being represented? how does impressionism work in music? the answer to this question is one word Through symbols. My central argument is that musical impressionism brings the symbol back to its central role in musical discourse. So, what is a symbol, first of all? Symbol is the mechanism by which we can think things outside the here and now, things in the past, things in the future things that are possible or impossible. Symbol is the gate to imagination. The letters we use to write and communicate are symbols. Compounds of letters allow us to imagine the things that we say. Symbols are found on the road to communicate instructions quickly and effectively Symbols are shortcuts to things that are not currently inhabiting our reality. Symbols are not representations, although they often are visually related to the thing being symbolized. For example, the circle we use to write the letter O, one might argue, looks like the shape of our lips when we say the letter O. And here are some examples of acoustic symbols, musical ones. This is a A prelude by Debussy, which uh, we don't know what uh, we are supposed to think, what we are supposed to imagine, what is the visual idea that Debussy had in mind, but at the end of it he writes a note, the pas sur la neige, which if I recall means uh, steps on the snow. How about this other one? We, once again, don't know exactly what this should be but uh, at the end of the piece uh, Debussy suggests it's about Les Collines d'Anacapri we are the hills of Anacapri a beautiful town on a gorgeous Italian island so I don't know whether if I hear it I can imagine right away those hills but I also know that this This is not a classical melody, this is not functional harmony, but the gesture makes me think of, uh, I don't know, the flight of a, of a bird uh, or the movement of a tree uh, in, uh, in a windy summer or um, springy, spring afternoon, and this, which is a wrong chord, it is actually a wrong... perfect, it's to me suggests a shimmer of light, a quick uh, vibration actually he writes it like this so as I was saying thanks to musical impressionism now the symbol is back into the musical discourse but why bring it back? where did it go? Previous musical styles were already filled with symbols. Symbols for emotions, ideas, maybe even colors, symbols for movements, for events. Music, with its attempts at representing reality, was using symbols all the way. Think of a Chopin waltz. Can we deny that a waltz is a symbol of the actual dance? Remember, Kant represents the dance but through the power of symbolism it allows us to picture it in our mind the steps the movement the exchanges the phrasing or think of a Beethoven symphony how can we think of things like a battle between good and evil the, the hero's struggles or tragedy or redemption how can we think about all of this just by hearing violins and bassoons? But we know that neither romantic classic nor Baroque music were particularly uh, interested in the direct communication of uh, musical imagery for their moment by moment appreciation. They were more interested in form and style, expression composers at the time were developing their craft either by following the canon or going against it. The attention was put on style, on form, on originality and not in the evocative potential of sound. Here's a few examples This was uh, Mozart, and now... This is Haydn. One last example, and this was uh, Beethoven. So All these examples are in D major for a reason because it doesn't matter the sound of the key that much it doesn't even matter uh, the timbre, the articulation or even whether I use the pedal or not that much what matters is the character of this music and I chose those exactly for this purpose to show that uh, uh, this music is interesting and um, unique because of the style it is being written with not because of the actual sound it would be equally interesting or at least uh, it's the nature and the the meaning of the music won't uh, be dramatically change if we were to set up this music for for example for an orchestra or for a string quartet the character won't change that much so this is to say that uh, the beauty of it is in the way the composer has arranged uh, those notes in order to make a particular character emerge while with uh, Debussy with the examples that I previously made from Debussy it's the evocative potential of those sounds that um, starts going in at the forefront of musical communication this is why composers like Debussy, Ravel or Wagner are bringing back symbolism to the musical discourse Um, musical symbols have always been part of music but it is in this moment in history that composer realize how sound not a sonata melody or a cadence but how sound only can be enough to trigger ideas in the listener that sound has a potential on its own it is from this moment onwards that orchestras start opening the doors to instruments that were just unconceivable before think of uh, percussion saxophones bells. Um, So if Beethoven, Mozart and Bach have been writing only for strings, woodwinds and brass, that's because the evocative potential of sound was not their first concern. It was rather the way sounds were organized together to give meaning to their music, through a sonata, through a cadence, through a chord sequence. So 50 years after uh, the musical impressionism you can hear works with all sorts of acoustic effects and, and nowadays there is no limit to what, which instrument could be part of a musical composition so musical impressionism has taught us something that we always intuitively knew about music, that sound is a sensible thing Uh, creating sound is a way to convey ideas that the physical sensitive appreciation of sound whatever that sound is can be a meaningful part of human experience while before that was a privilege restricted to those sounds organized through the style and custom of the epoch, of the time period they were in I'm gonna bring in a couple of uh, famous examples. Uh, one more from uh, Debussy. This is uh, the probably one of his most uh, famous preludes, La Fille au Chauvet de Laine. and the reason because it's famous is possibly because it's not uh, prohibitive for pianists to play while most of other uh, Debussy preludes uh, are. So just the very beginning goes in a very symbolic way (laughs) what do I mean symbolic way? that this what you just heard is seems to suggest that there is um, something soft and uh, sweet and not particularly meaningful, but it's just the feel of something uh, rather uh, fleeting such as uh, such as a young girl hair. Uh, he writes très calm a do expressive, molt, very very calm and and sweetly expressive is also writes sans rigor without any rigor, without any pre- <laughs> precision, rigor uh, freely. The melody here is n- it, it's not a melody. It's just a uh, it's just a feel. Could be probably something else. Something, w- whatever. The idea is that the, the specific notes, uh, the melodic aspect, and of course the harmonic matters less than the uh, evocative power of this phrase. Another example I'm gonna bring is from from Ravel. This is not the beginning but the end of the prelude from his tombeau de Coran. This is just a few bars, and I wanted to bring it up because uh well, first of all, it's an effect that I love, but you you can hear <laughs> to me sounds like uh a, a, a butterfly <laughs> it it is nothing else other than a butterfly <laughs> uh, it just uh, She has uh, stopped on a on a tree, on a plant, on a flower, and now and now she she's just gone away. So um, interesting, huh? Now the last example from today is uh, not neither from Debussy nor Ravel. Um, this is uh, Britney Spears. Well, I'm sure you have recognized the tune, uh, this is toxic. Uh, why do I bring this up in an um, episode about music symbolism? Because this thing, this to me is uh, a perfect example of musical symbolism. Um, I never really put any thought until few uh, weeks ago I was... Uh, I was in Italy and I was having coffee uh, outside, as you do, and uh, uh, a car just had a uh, very, very close. A car had like a braking, was uh, brakes, and you could hear this uh, very screeching sound coming from the, uh, from the, from the brakes, from the uh, wheels, and uh, that sound was um, in just a moment reminded me of this thing was screeching and had me jump a little bit what's happening uh, right away and um, I didn't even know right away that uh, what that sound reminded me was from this song. I had to just go a little bit back in my you know, um, database, mem- memory database and figure out uh, it was coming from uh, this song but I made the connection how come the brakes from a car uh, made me think of this song well um, it is uh, one of those very smart uh, operation which in pop happens all the time in which uh, um, a sound in, I think this is probably a synthesizer um, emulating this, the sound of high uh, violins and strings um, although I, I, exactly, I don't think it's real strings it sounds like just a uh, digital synthesizer but um, the effect that uh, th- that car braking in the middle of the road had me like um, it took like a split of a second to react uh, rather concerned, is it uh, uh, an accident about to happen? Is everyone going to be okay? Well, that is the unconscious reaction that uh, this little motive is aiming at triggering the listeners. So uh, concern a little bit of... uh, it makes perfect sense with um, with the rather um, terrifying feel that this uh, uh, song uh, possibly wants to communicate. Uh, this song is called uh, Toxic and uh, it does seem perfectly in line with this idea that uh, whoever is uh, uh, singing or whoever is being portrayed is it's either uh, dangerous and needs, needs you to be very careful and very cautious. So these four notes at, at this in this register played by that instrument are supposed to give to communicate symbolically this sense of uh, of danger and they do it so well they <laughs> that, that this song becomes uh, you know a, a hit uh, of course it's not just those but you realize that, um, uh, how somehow uh, precise and accurate is, are these four notes to to the purpose, the general content of the song. Um, it is a symbol of our concern and how do I know that? Because I heard that same sound, or a very similar sound in a life, uh, real life experience uh, in uh, through the screeching sound of uh, a car breaking uh, suddenly. So how interesting huh? So symbol is operates exactly in this manner. Uh, Kudos to the producers of this song who can just take advantage of this uh, uh, mechanism in uh, in this way. Alright, thank you for listening everyone. Um, I'm going to play a little bit of uh, Debussy for you and and before you wonder what uh, exact piece by Debussy this one is, because you might be already familiar with it, I ask you what images, images does this uh, suggest to you, what uh, symbols uh, might be the sounds for um, what could have come to the composer's mind to uh, invent and compose these sounds I'm going to leave you with this uh, thought and this music. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you next time on Where Is The Music Podcast. Bye. Thanks for listening to Where Is The Music podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, look up for others. I made a few. I publish an episode every week roughly, investigating each time a different aspect of music, the music making, the music listening, the meaning of music and its relevance in our lives. It is very helpful for me if you like, subscribe, follow on your favorite platform, Where Is The Music is on Spotify, Apple, YouTube. Tune in and Google Podcasts. If you like to support me, you are free to do so through Patreon. Link in description. Thank you again. Until next time.